Wonderful. Welcome everyone to a Friday AMA this uh, wonderful 17th of February. Of course, never a dull week in the market. Literally just before we uh, got in this call, we get ourselves a new round of the royalty wars. Uh, I think if there's anything that has been a constant in our time together as fat cats, it has been <laughs> the royalty wars. I mean, they never seem to go away. Um, I've got to hand it to Blur, though. I mean, these are, these are master kind of Wall Street types. I mean, this is like, you know, I can recommend a great book for all of you. There's a book called Barbarians at the Gate, which is all about the 90s takeovers, of the kind of the leverage buyouts. And my goodness, I mean, Blur has been a master tacticianer over here, right? And on top of it, they found a, a mistake in the open sea contract, you know, that was meant to stop everyone kind of circumventing royalties. And they found that they could just implement the Seagate themselves and then it would be a compatible contract. So all in all, um, it feels like we're getting eBay fighting Amazon all over again, right? eBay got complacent and fat and stupid and came in Amazon and said, we're taking all your money. So um, if anything, um, you know, I am not opposed to natural monopolies, right? Meaning, you know, if a town only has one barber, that often makes sense. If the barber starts to hike up prices, you can be sure some university student is going to open up a competitor, right? And uh, similarly, OpenSea got to enjoy getting fat for a very long time. And, uh, and now they've got competition and either this will wipe out OpenSea or it will gentrify OpenSea, right? It will bring them more in line with the culture that they've ignored for so long. Um, you know, fixing those blue check marks, working out suspicious items and things like that. So um, what do I think will end up happening? I think we will end up with, you know, what I had said five months ago now, right? I said, you know, none of the marketplaces want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is their own fees, right? They keep talking about us having to take less as projects, but what about their own fees? The fact that OpenSea was able to keep up 2.5% till now is insane. And so we can definitely expect uh, that OpenSea uh, is going to come down drastically, maybe not zero, maybe they've got a half a percent or something, they're going, they've put it on pause for now. But we can expect marketplace fees to come down drastically, and we can expect marketplaces to have to think in terms of other revenue streams, whether it be advertising or premium placement, uh, or in the case of Blur, using their own token. Uh, we are getting into the age of alternative uh, pricing. Also, as we talked about at length for ages, the days of fat royalties are over. I mean, I was just talking today to the, to one of the board members or team members of ETH Lizards. They were about to drop a whole new contract. And then they saw this going on and they're like, hold on a second, you know, maybe there's no point. Um, I think we've done it right, right? We've, we've pulled the bandit off. We've set ourselves at 2.5%. I think that takes away the incentive for many people to circumvent us because it's a very reasonable amount, especially if the marketplaces are... Um, at zero anyway, uh, and that it puts us in line, as we said, with financial institutions, and it shows that we're not relying on that, right? And I think we've been doing a good job of getting that going. Uh, we've, you know, we're up quite a lot, thankfully, um, and so next week in council we'll be setting up the MVP program that we've been talking about because we are getting to this point where we've got pretty consistent uh, trading income coming in. 
Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's not easy, but we, we have to do what we have to do. And I think other people have to get used to this as well. I do think we're going to see another round of soft drugs uh, or companies just saying, look, we can't do this anymore. I mean, EtherOrks bowed out quite calmly a week ago and no one made too much of a fuss about it. So I do think we're going to see kind of an evolution of some projects and some projects just bowing out and saying, look, we can't, we can't do this anymore. But again, that, that's going to probably lead to a higher quality project. Higher, you know, we're already seeing in the art world a much higher quality set of art things coming out. And similarly, you know, if anyone dares to do a PFP or a product, it better be something people need. Um, so, yeah, you know, competition is a good thing. Uh, as long as they keep above board. I do think, though, that OpenSea has been planning a big corporate exit for a while. We know that a while back they tried to do a VC round and some of the whales got very upset about it. In fact, that is why um, that SOS token was created. Uh, the S was, what, what was it called? OpenDAO or something? Uh, in response to that. And so they went quiet about that, but they have done a lot of raises and their seed round investors are expecting an IPO of sorts. And so OpenSea in general is far less aggressive than Paradigm and Anamoka and others. Uh, and this is why I think we've never seen a, um, an OpenSea token. But, you know, I think they're going to have to have a big internal thing. And, you know, when their VP left not so long ago and I made a post about it, you know, he is famous at VP for leaving before the going gets tough. So it is what it is. Let's see how it plays out. But for us, it really doesn't matter very much. You know, the more volume there is and the more that goes, uh, you know, to the traders themselves, uh, it's, it's a better thing. Does this, does this mean that my, our OTC side will probably be a little bit down? Maybe. Because, you know, the marketplace fees and the royalties combined is what kind of gives people an incentive to do OTC. Uh, so I don't yet know how that kind of those coins will fall, but we'll see. Also, uh, we got a nice payout from Blur, but it wasn't actually from our creator stuff. So I do think we're eligible. I am keeping on in tabs with them. Uh, there is a possibility that for some reason it's supposed to go based on the owner contract, which is a wallet that is just for deployment. Um, but a, it might have been kind of garnered to, to the one that receives the royalties, which is our Gnosis safe. So if that's the case, um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to them on that. And so we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Look, even if we were going to get anything, it would probably have been about 0.3 to 0.5 ETH or something. We didn't have much volume, but money is money. So I will keep on top of that. Do you want to add something better? I was going to say, I'm like, Dylan, can you check? Because I heard, I, it's not confirmed, though, that it was only for, like, um, some of the top volume projects. Like, like so the, the projects that didn't receive a lot of volume weren't included. And I, that could be completely wrong, but if you could check on that. Yeah, it, it does seem to be that is correct. In other words, one of why where I think the confusion has happened is because... Um, if, you know, there were a lot of little projects that launched during this, this time, right? And if you were a little project that launched during this time, you ended up being included because you were probably in the trending for at least a few hours, right? So remember, the Blur giving to creators was actually a compensation for not blocking them, right? That was why Blur did that midway. 
So projects like ours that were already established and don't have high volume uh, were not exactly included. I know that Plague made the cut, but I do know that people like MetaLeon, which was a similar situation, right? They had already minted and not very high volume, didn't get either. In fact, let me check with them, but I'm pretty sure that was their case. But yeah, look, I'll follow up anyway. You know, if I can kind of squeeze out a bit of money for us, why not, right? Ultimately, we were supporting them from the start, so, you know. Another half an ETH, why not, right? Why not? So I'll, I'll see what I can do. But yeah, I, I do think that is what happened ultimately. I also thought that it might have been me because I was the original deployer. My wallets were original deployer. I checked those, not there either. So um, yeah. But all in all, we got, I think was, you know, 6.4 ETH. And then Bella, you're still holding for us another what? Another uh, 800 bucks or something? Uh, yeah, there's, well, not $800, it's 588 um, blurred tokens, mm. um, so that's what was in that one wallet. Super. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, so when we do convert that over, let me know, Bella, and I'll add it to kind of our weekly gains. Awesome. But yeah, you use your discretion when you want to swap it over. You haven't yet, right? Sorry, no, I haven't swapped it over Super. yet. Um, I'm just going to be watching it, mm. and I... I don't know. I My gut says to hold this for a little bit longer and I'm okay with that, right? Yeah, now. that's what I am hearing for a lot of the whales. And personally, um, if, you know, if we... Um, personally, I think that if things go well, um, they will get on Binance. I might buy in again, personally, right? Like there is, a, there is a chance that is, you know, I just want those rumors confirmed. You know, there's a lot of... You have to know something, everyone in general, just so you know, because there's been a lot of things going on with Fluff World and stuff like that. You have to understand that a lot of the whales are unscrupulous. And so if they want to make a play, they will pump a narrative that's not actually true. And often the people that trusted them will then pass it around and we hear it from someone we trusted. So just err on the side of caution over here, friends. Like, you know, it's, 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 people will be like, oh, damn, I, my friend had told me I should have bought into that. But there, there's such a history of, of fake rumors that you just do have to be a little bit careful. I was going to add, I also seen um, there was something by CZ today that said he might be um, just pulling all U.S. tokens mm -hmm. uh, from his platform just to avoid the bullshit. Right. Um, and that's not so that's rumor. very possible. That's possible as well. So we're not really sure where it lies, but I just the, my what my gut's telling me is right now, Blur and OpenSea are at war. And that token, if that token goes to poopy, people aren't going to farm on Blur the same. And they can't have that happen right now. So that's where my current thought process is, that there's so much staking on Blur succeeding right now, is that even if the, even if like the regular retailer pulls out, there's enough whales that are going to be like, no, we need to keep this going that's kind of where my gut sits with blur sure yeah i know i agree with that and they'll get some other marketplace listings and stuff too and they'll get some deep liquidity pools i agree you know we've 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 cashed out of the big position so you playing on as you you know it fits you the emerging blue chip right so you know if you think that's the way to go with that go for it you know that's fantastic and ultimately i do i you know i've been with blur from the start i mean i was honored to be part of metaverse hq in fact i probably could have got another four eth but let's not be greedy but i didn't play in the initial testing round but i did get the opportunity to speak to pacman very early on 
Uh, in fact, you know, we were so close to Pacman that when there was a metadata problem for fat cats, they fixed it for us, right? You know, this is what, why it enrages me when dealing with OpenSea, because they've truly made us feel like we're nobodies. Uh, whereas, you know, despite having almost no volume, X2, Y2 and Blur were always there to help uh, check things for fat cats. I had multiple problems with the lattice. Uh, I put them in touch with the Grid Plus team. They fixed everything for me. So, you know, this is a hungry team that want to succeed. Uh, and and fat and and OpenSea is kind of the the oversized corporate that's bloated and and really, you know, they feel like a big government bureaucracy. Their they lawyers are just petrified of everything. And uh, yeah, for sure. And then the other thing. Um... The other reason partially why I'm not selling out of it right now is because I'm watching it for my own bags very closely. And and that's a lot of, I think, what we have to kind of do to, to manage it all is because I'm watching it, I'm willing to hold it. If I have to, for personal reasons, stop watching it, I'll probably sell whatever position we're holding at that time just because it's too risky otherwise, right? Knowing that you're not watching and there's no eyes on it and it's so volatile right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, regarding, um, you know, what was interesting is, uh, I think I want to take a minute over here to talk about a few legal things that I think, you know, I've seen some common questions and I happen to be fairly informed in this. So I want to answer a few things for you. Uh, when it comes to violating the SEC, you know, I've said this from the start, but I'll say it again. As long as all of you are paying your taxes, you are fine, right? Because all of the SEC laws, security laws, are on the provider side to protect the consumer. If you, the consumer, find a way to get those needles, to get those drugs, to get whatever else, there's no being in possession laws like there are with drugs over here, okay? And so as long as they made a general effort to say this is not for Americans, it's geo-blocked, it's checking IPs, they've done their duty. If you then choose to get a friend to do it, to, to go around with an IP and stuff, you're not going to jail, you've done nothing wrong. Okay, uh, and that's very important. And that works on the decentralized front. And so just keep that in mind, everyone. And similarly, you know, I'm moving to Guernsey. We're going to be working very hard to get us a gentrified legal status. I'll talk about that more once I land over there. I think we've talked about that enough for now from what I know. But all in all, if anything, Fat Cats violated an initial public offering. We don't have staking. We dodged that bullet, thankfully. We don't have a guaranteed payout. We dodged that bullet. And so if anything, the SEC could say, look, fat cats, cease and desist providing service to Americans. All that would mean is if we were to, let's say, do vote to do a distribution, we would geo-block the distribution to show that we made an effort to not allow it to Americans. That's literally where we're at right now. And so you do not have to overly stress and worry. Regarding juniors, yes, we can't now in good faith launch juniors. We weren't looking to right now anyway, but we do need to find a, a solution for that because, you, again, now that we know that pretty much everything is being deemed to be a security, uh, you know, it would flaunt things if we were to sell the other 2,000. We can obviously do a free mint for all of you, but let's be creative. Let's see what structure, maybe we can get a full asset management license or something in Guernsey, and then we can be leagues ahead of the rest. Now, why this is also important is Blur is decentralized. ApeCoin was decentralized, right? Staking and all of that. The centralized exchanges like Coinbase, Kraken and all of that, they in a much more difficult situation because every account with them does a KYC, 
right? So them asking you to tick a little box that you're not American doesn't work. They've done a KYC on you, right? And so this is why you're going to see people like Binance and stuff taking an aggressive stance because they are being attacked, right? They're basically being told um, they are a market maker for all of these products that are illegal securities and they are aware who their clients are because they've done a KYC. There's no denying it, right? You've, you've stated that you're American and all of that. And so we are going to see some shifts. What I think will likely happen with Binance, I, th I know that CZ loves to kind of be a Karen and it's worked for him in the past, so he does it. Uh, by the way, I, don't, I, 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 I think he's within his right, but I don't think he's going to follow through. What I think he'll end up doing is I think you'll start to see most of these exchanges segregating their clients. So they will offer the, Ameri the, 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 the American coins to foreigners, but to Americans, they will kind of have a whole different stricter system, which is why Binance USA wanted to exist in the first place. So do expect a shakeup, but I do think you will see tokens like Blur and stuff um, still being available and stuff. But the one, the one dangerous hitch over here is we live in a very small interconnected world, right? And even if Binance is a foreign company, if if they violate American law, America, you know, can pass, can 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 judge them in absentia. And then, you know, because America is so connected to the UK and everything else, they can go after them in all these foreign jurisdictions, right? You know, FTX within Bahamas, it didn't save anyone, right? So it is going to be an uncomfortable period. But uh, to bring it back to our point, Blur will find a way, they'll find exchanges, they are going to be, you know, groups that are going to, willing to be more aggressive. Uh, Blur, for example, is itself willing to be much more aggressive with the Paradigm backing and the Animoca backing, for example, with other side, uh, then OpenSea seems to be. OpenSea seems to be completely um, suffocating under the weight of its lawyers now. Uh, and, and, you know, what I was saying to, to kind of the Crown governors today is, yes, applying regulation that already exists is fantastic, but when regulation becomes a political battle, we get to a point where there's like this three-year window where no one knows what the hell we're allowed to do. Right. And that is what is so painful right now in the US. All of these American lawyers can't give their clients good advice because there's no clear guidelines. Right. And so their stance is going to be do nothing or stop doing that. Or, you know, their job is to protect against litigation. And they cannot in good conscience say to OpenSea, look, uh, you're fine. Drop an open, drop a C token. It's going to be fine. They can't, unfortunately. So all in all, this is going to be a, a bit of a rocky, rocky period. Uh, and so to summarize, yeah, Blur is pretty awesome. The Blur token, um, we're going to keep watching that closely. Uh, if the Blur token goes up, that plays out for us in terms of NFT trading, right? Because the higher the Blur token goes, the more people want to farm, the more opportunities are happening. I will say this, though, and, you know, I'll pass over to Bella as well on this. We are being very cautious right now, and we, we hope that you will support us on that because there is a tremendous amount of manipulation going on. Um, in the in the big projects, I mean, there are whales who are pumping up the prices of cool cats and then dumping them for a thirty ETH profit. There's really funny stuff going on, and so I'm just kind of re-getting used to this market. Uh, I can say that where am I most focused on right now? I'm following other side. I am following Beans, and then by extension, I'm following Zuki and Mutants. Those are the main things. I'm also keeping an eye on Renga. 
and uh, and a general eye on Board Ape Yacht Club, mostly because it gives me a good indication of you know if there's if there's good enough liquidity in the market. Um, I am not following Clonex that much. I mean, I'm watching it, but I don't think that's where the opportunities are. I think Clonex is just benefiting from the trickle down effect, which means if something goes wrong, it will fall hard. Whereas I think uh, other side and mutants and dogs will not fall hard and similarly Azuki and beans, right? There's, there is a, a genuine call holder base that wants it anyway, even if people are manipulating it. Uh, but I might start doing some blur farming for us. I will see if we see some opportunities. Um, and then, uh, Bella, I think, you know, what are you following primarily? Um, so it's kind of, it, you've kind of nailed it, right? So the market that we're in right now is like, we know that the farming was happening on these large caps. And what I'm noticing is it's trickling down more and more and people are doing it all over. Like it's kind of ridiculous and almost impossible to trade right now, unless it's something that you have a news source on, um, you know, that there's some like announcements happening or like there's there's a reason right um and, and most of the time it, it's not even worth the risk anymore because of all of the farming that's happening so conservative is definitely the approach um and what i'm watching is i'm doing what i normally do is like i'm just i'm paying attention and i'm listening to everything and you know we continuously have discussions and councils about random plays that i know that you know, could happen or might happen, but then we always go back and we always defer. And I commend you, Dylan, like keep holding it firm because I'll keep pushing you and asking you, um, but this isn't what we're investing in. Like this isn't the point and this isn't what we want to collect, right? We want to collect things that regardless of what happens, if we look at our portfolio, we're not like, damn, I got a crypto dick butt in there. Why? Um, so that's kind of where we are. So just paying attention to what's happening. And if I hear something really awesome is about to happen in Clonex, then the information will trickle and then we'll consider that play. But otherwise there's not really, um, it, it, it's just, it's cautious. It's more, it's sadly become more cautious than a month ago. Um, or even six months ago, like before it was, you were concerned about the markets and not sure what the sediment was. And now it's, you know, you're not a whale and they're splashing and you don't, you got to take cover. Yeah, exactly. Now, look, if there's anything that is actual announcement based, of course, we'll still trade that. Right. So, for example, if Clonex comes out with something cool and they kind of did. Uh, or, or we see the next phase of Dookie Dash or there's an announcement of Zuki, anything Anything that's actually a, a reason for something to run, that's yeah. not what we talk well, about. Like, right? that's, and like, that's that's, that's, it's kind of exactly. like we're stuck in this weird position, right? Because what's running is everything you guys. So do we go back into the same investment position we were in before where all of our assets were in this one ecosystem, right? Because there's the G tags, which, you know, ran to 2E, retraced back to a 1.5. They'll probably do another run up. But the reason why they're doing that is because of the speculation that they're going to get introduced into the yuga system right and that yuga acquired them um yeah or no, 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 it's turning what, into what, a pfp or is that that's the one that's turning no it's it's turning into a pfp but i think there is like there's a lot of rumors that yuga's acquired them mm -hmm. um right but that's the same thing so can we buy can we go into a g tag or is that just exposure to the same ecosystems we're exposed to right now right no, no, and but then no, has the no, run-up already happened yeah but i don't mean that i mean that if we see, we always will trade if there's a big announcement on the projects that we've approved, whether it be blue chips or merging blue chips. 
So that we're always looking for something happening. For example, we're waiting on Moonbirds, you know, we might do an oddities play if we see that that's coming close. What I think we're generally referring to now, though, is that the market is all up or all down based on farming and based on all this extra liquidity. And so given that this is a market where it's not trading on specific news, but just a, a kind of outside experience, uh, that is where we have to be conservative and maybe only do a bit of farming or some conservative plays. But sure, if there's an actual news announcement, right? So for example, I do think that Moonbirds has consolidated. Once we get actual an idea of when they will be minting, the next thing that would be an opportunity. Similarly, Renger is kind I of think, coasting. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just yeah. going to say, I think this is where we differ though, right? Oh. And this is where we, we sometimes cross hairs is because... The, the 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 point where you have to enter to ensure in these markets and the amount of volume that we have by the time the announcement is there or confirmed it's already too late 100 right so we have to miss the announcements unfortunately otherwise 100%. we have like there is that buy the rumor but then there's always the do i want to hold the bag in this market and, and that's a lot of where the conservative like high conservative is if the rumor ends up not coming to fruition do you want to hold the bag of that project? Sure, um, sure. No, no, you're right. Yeah. But there's rumors and rumors. For example, you know, when it's a serious rumor, right, when it's kind of like, for example, with Dookie Dash, we were getting a lot of info from the moderators and the CEO, right? They were not part of the public announcements, but those were kind of, you know, verifiable rumors. And similarly, you know, if you get verifiable rumors, that's one kind of rumor that's very different than, you know, Cool Cats is being bought out, by fluffy. You know what though? I think that only works for Yuga. I'm not even shitting you. No okay. one cares. They didn't care about cool cats. They didn't care about doodles. They didn't care about when Moonbird said something. They didn't care about proof. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Like there is not one F cared about any announcement. Like I can go through through project and project, like sappy seals and their bit quote and ordinals, whatever Utes is doing. Like everyone is saying these like random announcements or things, but yeah. unless it's bag go up and only i think yuga can deliver that right now nobody cares about them like mm -hmm. and I, that's just the exhaustion of our market right just to like kind of put it into perspective of um how much we're just tired mm -hmm. and really cautious we're with we're, and everyone's really cautious with what they they ape into sure but one thing that i do notice that happens a lot though is that if we get to um, often a, a, a big project will, will, will announce their next phase a few weeks before, right? And you'll see a minor pump and then a bit of a pullback. And then as it gets two to three days before, that's when you see the big pump, right? Because the traders need to keep their liquidity. I've seen this time and time again. And I do think that that, that hap works for something like Clonex and for, for Moonbirds and other things. I, I do agree with you, there's an overall exhaustion, but that will change, right? That will calm down. And so, you know, I, I think just maybe don't be completely jaded uh, that that might return, that it's worth, you know, watching for those announcements because usually they do give a bit of a heads up, in my opinion. You know what, you're right. That, that pullback is always a smaller pullback, but that's the traders just exiting because they know that they have a few more days before they can enter back. I, I You know what? I never actually thought of it that way. Yeah. I appreciate these talks sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's good that we're showing the community this is our thought process um, because, you know, we're, we're all winging it, right? It's just I think we're winging it a little bit better than others because we're looking at, 
um, past behavior and how people have behaved. And, you know, the, the impatience and greed of traders is never to be underestimated. It's a marvelous thing. Uh, because, you know, so often, you know, the reason why we were making flipping mutants as fast as we were is because I would take a quarter of an ETH or half an ETH profit. Whereas, you know, I'd be speaking to people who were adamant that they had to get an ETH. And then they ended up holding it for two weeks. And I would do four trades in the same period for two weeks. I walked away, you know, with, with one and a half ETH and they finally got their one ETH, right? Uh, and so I think that that separates us a lot because we're not sentimental, we're not greedy, and we have enough liquidity that, you know, as I've said to Bella often, if we need to get in three weeks before something, uh, we can handle that, right? Like, I will get into dogs again, just not now, because I know they're not relevant until Evo 3, that's a Q3 thing, right? But, I mean, if dogs were going to be relevant, like we did with the Christmas thing, I got in a week before, and then it turned out that it pumped the next day, but I was always going to get in a week before, because, as Bella said, you, timing it perfectly is almost impossible, right? Uh, you know, I was very happy that we got our the bulk of our blur tokens out at whatever, 75 cents, because that was the local top. The fact that it then ran to an, a $1, fantastic. But I mean, we made serious money like that as well. Yeah, it's funny. You know what? We were, I remember we were sitting there buying the dogs and I remember I was like, MC, I can't talk to you right now. And then I sold that dog before it ran to 10. Like I sold it way too. I only made like an ETH off of it, right? So like, it's just those things, right? Like when you're trying to figure it out, you can't, right? Like the, the hindsight's always this great thing. And you know, like we knew the dog play was happening. I thought I had more time. I ran out. It happens. Um, it, you just have to keep moving and look for the next one. Yeah. So speaking of things you're watching, I think the most exciting thing is the fishing rods and the little pudgies, right? Uh, you've been watching that closely? Uh, yeah. So it's, we all know that there's something happening with the rods. Um, the last time that there's speculation around them happened, um, Luca had sent out a text and it's pretty much like the, he used all emoticons and it was, I think like a storybook, a penguin, and then a rod. Um, and there, there is a game that we know that is coming out with the rods. Um, or sorry, we know the Pedgy Penguins is coming out with a game and the, the whole assumption is that the rods are going to be included because the rods have no purpose up until now. The rods also have their independent DAO, so they're normally stay at a pretty stable um, 0.5 reach. And then they'll run up to like a 0.7 or a 0.8 when people think that it's getting like more and more um, news that's coming out. What happens though is I think right now, again, attention is diverted to a lot of other projects. So people are like, it can wait. And then normally the precursor to something's about to happen with Pudgies is whenever Luca starts uh going more and more into spaces and then you know that he's going to do something and he, he's causing that excitement and stir so i've seen him come back i see him start pulsing the spaces in the market again so we've got a couple of those and they're just sitting there and i and as soon as that announcement it, it has to at some point and that's just it like when it comes out i don't know but i think it's also um i know he had caught covid so then that had delayed some of his plants and stuff like that so there's a lot going on with the pudgy eco ecosystem and we're just gonna continue watching it for now fantastic fantastic okay cool yeah and we, we're talking about this all the time uh moving over to research we are adding a top 20 art research paper soon 
And right now we're quickly working on a membership, um, membership tokens, so token gated communities report. Uh, because Bella has pointed out for us as well that some of these, you know, elite token gated communities um, will often have an initial pump before stabilizing. And so we're going to, you know, we want to get a core report because, again, you know, as I've said before, the reports act as as a language barrier for us, like they or a common tongue, right? By show, having those reports, we can justify why we've done things. We can communicate in a common language together as counselors. And so then by having that core report, when another project that's similar comes along, another art drop or something, another checks or a uh, another token gated community, we can quickly just update the current report and move much faster. So we're working on an art report. We're working on a membership report. We will not. We we have been talking to Bitcoin people about ordinals. We're not ready to do Plazer yet, but rest assured we will at some point. Um, and yeah, Pearl, what we, we just finished Board Ape this week, right? And we're working on a few others. Where are we on things? Uh, yeah, Board Ape uh, is finished, so it's already updated on the website. Uh, Azuki almost uh, finished. And now I'm moving to the the token gated uh, report, so uh, I will start to work on that because we want to get ready because news uh, seems to be coming next week. Uh, yeah, the art the art report uh, would take a little bit of time because uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would love to try to understand what kind of layout we want to work on that. And after that, I will continue on the project on the priority list. Super, super. And, and again, a shout out to our volunteers who have been helping AA and others. Uh, it really helps us a lot. You know, we got a Sappy Seals report in. We got a, a, um, a yoga, um, was it Yoga Pets? Right, Yoga Pets ecosystem. Um, and I know that MC is working on a macro report for us as well. Uh, so we'll be looking into that. But yeah, all in all, these research reports are uh, being talked about by other alpha communities in a big way. Um, and are really giving us a common language that we're able to move faster. Because, you know, I'll speak for, for Parker over here. I'll speak for yourself, Parker. I mean, there were a lot of these things. Oh, Parker isn't here. Okay. Um, you know, there were lots of things that Parker had a cursory knowledge of and would read the report and go, wow, you know, those are aspects I didn't know about. You know, I'm much more interested now. So, you know, it's, it truly is difficult to be an expert in everything in Web3 right now. There's just too much going on. Um, and so, you know, being able to have each of us bringing in that concentrated knowledge, uh, you know, because we know enough about other projects, we're then able to render an opinion. And that's what's so important. And similarly, when all of you ask questions, we're able to show you the reports and show you the news and show you why we've been doing things. Um, uh, again, a request for volunteers. I know that MC is working on a macro kind of Ethereum Bitcoin economical report. Uh, we, you know, we're looking forward to that. Um, and, and again, a request for those who want to help us, whether it be, um, you know, who wants to help us with fluff or other things, we would really like your involvement because some of these ecosystems are deep and are, are busy. Um, you know, I see Ranger I'm putting her on the spot and I know we've got Nessie in our Twitter chat. If you're able to help us, please do. Uh, we I was just going to say, um, so actually, so what Ranger has, um, done, so, um, we have, we, we started, and I don't know if you recall, like we're doing like a girls on top weekly space. Um, and we do it Wednesdays at seven. So we decided to keep doing it. And there is someone that Ranger knows, um, 
that it, or maybe it was Nessie. Sorry, I, I'm not sure. But and one of these amazing women, no, um, that's kind of like there's a, a fluff world uh, alpha community, right? Where it's just like how where you learn like an info center, and uh, they're going to come and discuss everything fluff next week. Oh, wonderful! wonderful. Sorry, I, I have a delivery at my door, so I have to mute. Super. And um, Wednesday at seven, um, Bella, I'm going to ping you for that so that we can add you to the weekly calendar. Okay. Okay, send you a message on that. Super. Um, good. Okay, um, now regarding, um, regarding gold, uh, Nadia is killing it, of course. She's also being super conservative this week. She says the market's been very funny, but we're up something like... Um, Something like four or five K over there. So that's not even in the in the weekly flexing porn yet. Shout out to Baba for the beautiful visuals. Uh, we got this great gift. I don't know if you all saw. Uh, so, you know, we will start updating that as well. But yeah, Nadia is getting into her groove. Uh, and then Parker's busy getting into his groove. We're looking into using Bybit as well so that we can use a bit of leverage strategies and more sophisticated tools. Uh, because, you know, gas has been high. And, and also, for traders who are used to a set of tools, I mean, these decentralized options are great for decentralization purposes, but not so great when it comes to, you know, what we're all used to. So, Parker, do you want to weigh in on um, kind of Ethereum, Bitcoin, Matic, USDC? How are things? Yeah, well said. It, it is learning the tools and getting comfortable with those. And, yeah, that the uh, Bybit coming in really really is going to help bring back the tools I'm used to using and uh, um, switching over there and getting comfortable with that. Um, but yeah, um, so far so good. Let's see. Saw some up up on our ETH trade. Uh, some, took some profit there. Got into Matic a week ago. Took some profit there and still have holding some Matic that's up 22%. So yeah, we're off and running. Awesome. And for those who don't know about Bybit, this is Bybit. Bybit is a Dubai-owned exchange that has fully segregated accounts. So no FTX stuff. And, and I, I have to give a shout out to the to Dubai authorities. I mean, everyone told me I should be moving to Dubai. That's how kind of far along they come. I chose not to because, as I've said often, I'm a libertarian and I don't agree with kind of their humanitarian social policies. But from a financial point of view, they are quickly seizing a large part of the crypto market and they are taking their regulation seriously and so Bybit does have segregated accounts. In addition, Bybit uh, geoblocks Americans already, you know, so, um, you know, th that is kind of helpful in a sense because they don't have the same scrutiny and why it works is because if you're doing transactions of less than uh, something like 25,000 a day, uh, you do not have to do a KYC with them. So it's a very nice option for us to kind of have the best of semi-decentralized, semi-not decentralized. And so, look, you know, as we said last week, and we'll say again over here, these are semi-useful solutions for now. Again, we're building our track record. They're not ideal. The ideal situation is once we get a company or a trust set up in Guernsey, then we'll have institutional status when we will open formal institutional accounts. Um, like any institution does. But, you know, big appreciation to Parker and to Nadia who are, you know, seizing this opportunity because a few months is a long time in Web3. 
And, uh, you know, we want to keep grinding and compounding that money and building this track record. So, you know, very happy with that. Uh, and yeah, that's where we're up to, friends. I mean, you know, we're keeping it as we promised. We're keeping it focused on the money. Uh, and it, it really makes me smile that royalties are such an unimportant issue to us right now. Not because they're unimportant, but because we don't need them to survive. You know, I don't want to say, you know, call them out, but there are a few that I spoke to and they're like, look, Blur has knocked out 75% of our revenue. Um, you know, we're, we're struggling to, to pay kind of the fees and things. So, you know, thankfully we are not in, in that situation. And I think it has a lot to do with how we are structured and how we really are trying to run an active business, if you will. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that it's working out. And so back to the starting point, we'll be, we will be talking next week in council about starting the MVP program. Just a reminder about that MVP program is going to reward most valuable members. And we also want to have kind of a reward with that, whether it be a fat cat, a hoodie or some other prize, as well as also doing a, a, a monthly raffle for the researchers, mentors, media squad, and all of those that are involved. And also we will, you know, I have been the weakest link in consistency right now, whether it comes to Twitter spaces or stuff, thankfully my bags and everything are packed. So we're really going to be aiming to get consistency going and getting our Raiders squad up as well. Uh, you know, Baba and the media squad have done some fantastic material for us. So it's, we're all ready to go. And similarly, we're all ready to go on, on threads, um, <laughs> on threads and stuff. And so, yeah, you know, we are, everything's coming together, quite frankly. I do think, you know, I, I will say this, though, when it comes to us being focused on long term, I think we really are long term focused. And, you know, why that why that's important to keep in your mind is some of these things like setting up a company or a trust can take months, right? There are, there are going to be this period, maybe April to June, that we're in a bit of a um, influx period of, like, you know, what is our status? What are we working it out with the lawyers and all of that? But I still think, you know, all of this kind of groundwork, fundamental work we're doing, whether it's been with the protocols, whether it's been with the accounts, whether it's been checking up on security, uh, whether it's been thinking long term with royalties and getting research reports, we are doing this heavy groundwork and it will all at some point come together in a very big way. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just very happy with things. So uh, let's open up to some questions right now. Those are all of my points. And if Bella, Parker um, or um, Pearl want to add anything, let's go for it. It's funny, we moved to the cafe because Nadia was the one having trouble uh, with the stadium. But, you know, it's... Look, I think we're a close enough community that we can sit here in cafe. Uh, but does anyone want to ask anything about Blur, about OpenSea, about Ordinals? You know, this is... You know, the councillors have been busy, so we're following all of these things. We're happy to talk um, about it. Hello, Gladiator, 88888. Hello, sir. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Good to see you, my man. Um, you know, uh, we were both fighting for those coveted ordinal spots. I got one in the end. I see the floor. I'm, I'm, yeah, I got this, the, the whitelist for, um, for ordinal artifacts. In fact, I didn't even win it. Um, yeah, you know, but um, there was only a hundred of them, so we didn't get any for Fat Cats, unfortunately. They, were, they gave like two to Midnight Labs. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. And it's sitting, I think, now at um, 
1.5 ETH or something. You know, this is like a whitelist spot for an ordinal mint. Uh, sub one, you know, yeah. sub, sub 10,000. So by the way, for all of you who are following the ordinal story, what a lot of projects have done is ordinals are basically Satoshis, right? The Satoshi coins that have been inscribed, right? Like when you like taking a, like if you were to make a, ju a coin into jewelry, you inscribe it, right? Or a piece of silver, you inscribe it. And what a lot of these artists have done is in order to be sub to be in order to be sub 10,000, they went and paid to inscribe it. So in this case, those are the numbers over there. They paid to inscribe it and now are doing the, so that they didn't have this need for speed. Now they're doing a ETH token, which we got, and then you will burn that to, to reveal which ordinal you got, right? So it's very interesting that with ordinals, the artist is the one kind of paying in advance to, to kind of inscribe them. Uh, so yeah, so this is very interesting experience, but ordinals definitely have a lot of trust stuff going on. Um, shout out to um, El Loco, who's been following the whole thing with Kajira. Kajira is trying to make like a custodian marketplace to make it, the trading of ordinals safer. So we'll see how that goes. But all in all, it's a very, very new market. Uh, and, um, you know, yeah, and I'm going to stop the recording over here so that I can say certain things off record.